0: Think the Senate border deal is gonna pass. We don't think so. Just like we don't think that it's going to rain cats or it's gonna or pizza's not gonna make you fat or pineapple's a good topping. In other words, we know that the Senate border bill is dead, but they may just do a Fugazi vote anyway. Just like Nikki Haley, who got crushed on the ballot last night in Nevada by none of the above. Like Brewster's millions. Welcome to the show. Glad you're here today, 855 839 1210 on Twitter, at Rich Zioli, thanks for being here today. What a show we have in store for you. Uh, Congressman Jeff Van Drew will join us a little bit later. Daniel Turner, his group Power of the Future, suing climate envoy John Kerry. Yes, the esteemed John Kerry with his horse face. Being sued by Daniel Turner's group Power of the Future. And uh, I'll tell you, you know, Corinne Jean-Pierre got very, very, very angry at Peter Ducey uh shocking i know shocking but um nikki Haley, bad night bad night it's just it's rough i met uh i met a guy the other day we were talking politics i hadn't met him before nice guy and i didn't really know his politics too much so whenever people start talking politics about with, with me i i don't know you know but anyway um bob who is now the newest member of the zeoli army um uh, Great to have him uh, part of the show now. And also, I want to thank uh, Dennis, part of the Zeoli Army. Uh, Two guys I met recently this week. But Dennis and I were talking. He's a Coast Guard veteran. And we were talking politics, and he was kind of feeling feeling me out. Then I told him what I did, and then he realized, you know, okay, so I know your politics. So he wasn't afraid to hold back. He said, well, how long is Nikki Haley going to stay in the race? How long is Nikki Haley going to stay in the race? I said, well... There's one of two scenarios here. The scenario one is that she drops out before getting devastated on Super Tuesday because it's going to be a bloodbath for her, or she stays all the way to the convention because the Uniparty knows something we don't, or at least is hoping that they can get Trump off the ballot, or at least is hoping that they can get Trump behind bars in some way, shape, or form. Now, I don't think any of those things are going to happen. I think Trump is going to be the nominee, and I think Trump has an incredibly good chance of winning the race. I never want to say It's a sure thing because there's nothing in life. It's a sure thing. But I think he's got a great shot, especially if it's Biden. If it's not Biden, well, then we'll have to reevaluate, obviously. But I do think he's going to be the nominee. I don't see him going to prison. I don't see him going to prison in Georgia. I don't see him going to prison on the federal level. I don't see him being executed for treason. I don't see him being denied being on the ballot. So I don't see any of those things happening. So in other words, it will be Trump. So then what is Nikki Haley doing? But if you are part of the Republican establishment, you just can't accept that. And you just have to say, you got to hang in. You never know. You never know. And as long as the checks are cashing, well, there you go, I guess. The checks are cashing. But she's deeply unpopular with Republican voters. I mean, deeply unpopular. And Steve Kornacki from MSNBC, his khakis were on fire going through the results from Nevada last night. On fire. And the key thing, of course, is that uh, Nikki Haley... Lost to none of the above. I mean, literally lost to none of the above. It's very, very embarrassing, if you ask me. But here's Cornacki. Take a listen.
1: Haley, without Trump's name even on the ballot, still loses to the none option by better than two to one. So that's that is a tough reality for her. Not, Trump isn't even on the ballot and she loses And it's a closed primary. So it really reinforces what we've been seeing, that when you're just talking about Republican voters, she's really she's really getting clobbered with Republican voters Uh, It's independents and Democrats
0: uh, that keep her in it. She's getting clobbered with Republican voters, Republican voters. So then you got then the, the other question is, even if something were to happen to Trump and this thing goes to a convention, is she getting the nomination? no. No. The answer to that is no. And a big part of the reason for that, of course, is her absolute support of Ukraine and the $60 billion that they want to give to Ukraine. I mean, Nikki Haley's in favor of this border bill. She was going on yesterday about how it's un-American, un-American to be against this border security bill. It's not a border security bill. The thing is a joke. It's a fugazi. And it's a gift to Ukraine. It's $60 billion to Ukraine. That's what it is. But she's deeply unpopular with Republican voters. So the strategy is get to Super Tuesday where there's the ability for independents and Democrats to vote in open primaries and then do your thing. And and, and try to survive. By the way, trying to survive. Speaking of survival, the border bill right now, according to uh, Karun Demerjan of The New York Times, who's monitoring this, the final vote is 49 to 50. The bill does not advance. Senator Chuck Schumer of New York, majority leader, changes his vote to no, which is a strategic procedural move to make sure he can raise the measure again, not a sign that he has suddenly changed his mind about the substance of the bill. Four Republicans voted to advance the foreign aid measure that included border security provisions. At least the New York Times is acknowledging that it is a a foreign aid bill with, with border stuff in there, not even really border stuff, but immigration stuff in there. But I'm glad they're acknowledging what it is. It's a foreign aid package. That's called what it is. Just call it what it is. I'm tired of the semantics in the games. I'm tired of the uh, Inflation Reduction Act, which is actually a a climate change bill. I'm tired of this bill being called a border bill and has nothing to do with border security whatsoever. But here's the uh, murderer's row of rhinos here. Senator James Lankford of Oklahoma, who CNN dubbed the most conservative senator. Lisa Murkowski of Alaska. Shocker. Susan Collins of Maine, shocker, and Mitt Romney of Utah, shocker, 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 big shocks. Four Democrats, Senators Alex Padilla of California, Bob Menendez of New Jersey, Elizabeth Warren of Massachusetts, and Ed Markey of Massachusetts voted against the bill as well, as did Bernie Sanders from Vermont. Of course, their reasons for voting against it, but the bill did not go far enough in providing uh, amnesty or in bernie's case he doesn't want any 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 money going to israel so that's where things are the bill is now officially dead toast and if you think about it biden should be really angry at the four democrats because he was going he was saying listen you gotta you gotta be you gotta you, you gotta make sure that this passes you gotta make sure this happens because we we are putting our entire uh, uh, imprint you know we're, this is us we own this now Sorry, my wife is texting me. Something crazy is happening outside 30th Street Station, stuck in traffic, cops everywhere. She was in the city today for a meeting. So I don't know. Can we find out what's going on at 30th Street Station, why there's cops everywhere? It's probably, some, it's probably a bunch of Palestinian idiots who are jamming up traffic. Oh, but the cops have guns out. Oh, huge jam up and the cops have guns out at 30th Street Station. That's like two blocks from here. Oh, no, it's technically we're 24th. That's 30th. What? Six? No, because really it, it starts at 28th. No, but it doesn't really start at 30th. It, it encompasses several blocks. I, so, we're, so we're like four blocks away from 30th Street Station. Is it that far? I, I think so. I, I just think of it's across the street pretty much. Well, yeah. No, I mean, I, yeah, except when it's raining out and then, then yeah. it feels like it takes forever. Or if you're running late. I mean, I'll run downstairs and go across the street see all the hullabaloo. You want to go be our on-the-ground reporter, Henry, and find out what's going on for us? I can. Why the cops have their guns out? And I, Is it the Philly cops or is it the Amtrak cops? That's what I want to know. Well, maybe, um, oh, oh, she said, all good, huge accident. Okay, why they have their guns out then? <laughs> why would the cops have their guns out for a huge accident? Maybe somebody wouldn't show them their license? Probably something. Insurance card? Just something so that Henry could report on it. Henry, run down there anyway for the hell of it. What the hell, will you, please? I could use the cardio. Why not? Get, the, get, get some steps in, will you? All right, so just an accident, all good, crisis averted, and everybody can go on with their lives. But if you're driving by 30th Street Station in the next few moments, understand you'll be in a little bit of traffic. All right, so Biden put everything on the line with this border bill, and now uh, Democrats voted against it. So I told you yesterday, Democrats rarely... Uh, are not lockstep in things. But if they know that it's not going to pass anyway, well, then they, they do their thing. And it wasn't going to rage, but it wasn't going to pass. But now the Democrats and, and, and Republicans are raging. They're raging over this and they're blaming each other. I really hope that people wake up to how bad the problem is in the Senate. I really do. I hope people wake up at how bad the, uh, the, the problem is in the Senate with people like McConnell Running the place. McConnell is bad. He's as bad as it gets. And I'm telling you right now, this guy has to go. This guy has to go. He's the he's he is the institutionalized problem. Senator Ted Cruz put it quite well last night on Fox News with Sean Hannity last night. Cut number five.
1: So, so the idiotic Republican proposal was let's be for two thirds of the border invasion that Biden has allowed. That made no sense. Not only did it put it into law, $1.8 million every year in perpetuity, but it also put into law giving those illegal immigrants work permits, giving them lawyers paid for by the taxpayers. It gave billions of dollars to sanctuary cities to keep their policies going, and it gave billions of dollars to left-wing nonprofit organizations that are bringing the illegal uh, immigrants in, so it funds the process. And I'll tell you the provision that just is a Texan that pissed me off the most... It it went directly after the state of Texas, and it said any litigation filed challenging this law has to be filed in Washington, D.C., in federal district court. So Texas can't sue in the federal courts in Texas, where Texas has been winning. Instead, they got to go to Washington with the very liberal judges. This was a disaster on policy grounds because it did not solve the problem. But politically, it was even worse. Who won in this battle? And, And his name is Charles Schumer. Chuck Schumer did this. He knew it would fail. He wanted it to fail. But the purpose of this bill was to let every Democrat running for the Senate and running for the House to stand up and say, self righteously I I wanted to secure the border. I really wanted to. But those mean Republicans wouldn't let me. And I got to say, Senate Republican leadership, I told them this months ago. Other conservatives told them this months ago and they proceeded down this this path. That ended up it was a box canyon with a kamikaze pilot crashing into a wall. It was a disaster and it was entirely avoidable because what happened is Republican leadership ended up benefiting Chuck Schumer and the Democrats and doing nothing to secure the border.
0: You know, in addition to everything about that, it's also a way for Republicans, as I've told you, to get cover for Ukraine. So they can get cover and they can hide over giving Ukraine all this money because that's what they want to do. They want to give Ukraine all this money. And they turn around and go, oh, I didn't want to give Ukraine the money. I had to. I didn't have a choice. I had to do it because I wanted to secure the border. So that's what they said. By the way, there's a breaking news story from Grabian. Uh, Apparently, there's an audio recording leaked from AstraZeneca, the big giant pharmaceutical company, that COVID was classified a national security threat by the U.S. government Department of Defense on February 4th, 2020, which is interesting. So we'll grab that audio for you as well. Um, There's another story about the the WHO, the WHO, the World Health Organization, that's who, as they now are trying to push through their absolute global control over the United States of America and other countries whenever there's a pandemic. But no, this this was a foreign aid bill. And stop calling it a border bill. It was a foreign aid bill. And look, Biden has all the power he needs. Even the mayor of El Paso, El Paso, Texas, admits that. Yeah, he liked the bill. He's a Democrat, Oscar Lesser. He is the lesser mayor of Texas, uh, of a Texas city. El Paso, Mayor Oscar Lesser. I don't know if he's a lesser mayor. I don't know that for a fact, but I know that's his last name. Anyway, he he acknowledged he liked the bill, but he also acknowledged what we've been saying and what we all know. Biden has all the power he needs. If Biden wants to do something on the border... Biden can do something on the border. Period. Cut eight.
1: Argument that President Biden right now has the power to shut down the border if he wants. uh, And he's just not doing that. Uh, And so this legislation uh, is not really needed. And, And also a lot of Republicans might say, you know, if President Biden already has the power to do this and he's still not doing it, why do we need legislation anyway? They just have a mistrust of the process. Well, we need to continue to work together. And, you know, does the president have the opportunity to do that? Yes. But do we need to make sure that we work as a country and that we work together? It's really important. So.
0: Biden has all the power he needs. He can close the border if he wants to. Of course he can. But that's the that's the thing. He doesn't. He look, look, listen to me. Listen to me. He doesn't want to do anything on the border. He never did. And this bill would not actually do anything on the border anyway but it would do what he wants which is get Ukraine the money 60 billion dollars of cash cold hard cash that them they can steal <laughs> which people would do but we know that there was a story last week about how 40 million dollars was stolen by Ukrainian officials in this gigantic money laundering scam but Biden would have been happy with the bill because a it would not have dealt with the actual border problem b He would get the money for Ukraine and then see he could turn around and he could say, uh, we're doing something to the voters that 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 care. But he was also happy if the bill didn't pass because this way. Now, they can go out there and blame Donald Trump and blame MAGA Republicans, even though you had five Democrats vote against it. But they can blame MAGA Republicans anyway. So now Biden has something he can blame Trump on. And then Biden's not happy that it didn't pass because of the Ukraine funding. But the Ukraine funding can easily be done in another aid, another aid package that will include money for Israel and, quote unquote, humanitarian aid for Gaza, which, of course, is means that money will go right into the hands of Hamas. And that will happen. And that that aid package will come through. But at least it won't have any border provisions in it. And then the Republicans who vote for that who want to give Ukraine money, will turn around and say, I had to do it because of Israel. I didn't have a choice. I didn't want to send Ukraine money, but I had to because I had to help our friends, the Israelis. You see, there's always a way they can scam their way through all this stuff. There's always a way, always a way that they can finagle things in Washington. They're very good at this. They're very good at this. But what I think the big lesson here in all of it, including the botched impeachment of Alejandro Mayorkas yesterday, which is still amazing to me. It's amazing to me that they brought that vote up and they didn't have the votes. They were not sure it was going to pass. It was an embarrassing moment. Republicans are angry. Apparently, they're not angry at Speaker Mike Johnson, or at least not that angry. And what's happening now that the, uh, that package is done? Senators are rushing to save Ukraine aid. True story. Wall Street Journal. GOP leader Mitch McConnell sees no real chance here to make a law on the border, and so now they're rushing to get the money to Ukraine. That's the next thing that they're doing. McConnell and others, they are doing everything they possibly can to now try to put together another package, leaving border security out of it, since it was never really in it in the first place, leaving immigration out of it, because they need the votes of the Democrats on the left, and doing something so that they can make sure Ukraine gets its, uh, its cheddar cheese. You know what I mean? That's what they're doing. And they're rushing to do all this right now. They're rushing to do all this as we speak. And Senator J.D. Vance came out and he pointed out why he didn't support the border bill. Tim Scott was against it, too. Although, of course, the cynical corporate media came out and said, well, Tim Scott's only against it because he wants to be Trump's running mate. Well, then what does that tell you about how unpopular the bill is with Republican voters? The bill is as unpopular with Republican voters as Nikki Haley is. Nikki Haley lost to none of the above. This bill was so unpopular with the Republican base, just like funding Ukraine is unpopular with the Republican base. So if that's that's Tim Scott's M.O., then smart, good political play. And every Republican should have voted against it. Those four that you can imagine, of course, you know where they're going to be. Of course, you know where they're going to be. McConnell, Collins, Murkowski, Mitt Romney. I mean, uh, nobody should be surprised by these people. Nobody should be surprised by this. Here's uh, Ohio Senator J.D. Vance on the bill, cut number six. If you had a bill that said we're
1: going to legalize 12 million illegal aliens, every single Republican, I hope, would vote against it. But we're not committing ourselves to voting for this thing just because we entered the negotiation. And the idea that we are, the idea, and you hear this from some of our leadership, and hopefully they will stop, the idea that we committed to supporting whatever came out of this negotiation is pure unadulterated bull we supported a negotiation to bring common sense border security to this country we did not agree to a border fig leaf to send another 61 billion dollars to ukraine
0: yeah but that's what they're going to do they're going to send that money to ukraine they're going to find a way to do it and that's going to be the next fight and the question for those house republicans then if you don't get to hide behind a quote-unquote border bill it was never a border bill anyway. But if you don't get the high behind that, what, what are you going to do? Are you going to listen to what the Republican primary voters listen to, what the base is saying, or not? That's the question. By the way, Trump is defending Bud Light and uh, Anheuser Bush. And he's, he's going out there and he's suggesting to people, you should give it a second chance. Maybe it should be a second chance. Give it a second chance. I'll tell you, when they decided to make Shane Gillis their spokesman, Who's a very funny comedian who does a great Trump impression, by the way. I say, "Wow, this company's really trying." And I realized that the atonement that occurs in corporate media, like somebody or corporations, I mean, somebody asked that they apologize. well, they they they're not going to apologize for the Dylan Mulvaney fiasco. They're just going to try to keep making it up to you. But Trump said we should give them perhaps a second chance. I'll share you with you what he said regarding Anheuser-Busch and that is the big story of the day today brought to you by my buddy Dr. Mike Venaria, VenariaDental.com, V-A-N-A-R-I-A. He's my dentist, he's my friend, he's the master of dental implants and he is there for you and your family to give you the great smile that you deserve. So make an appointment to see him today, Dr. Mike Venaria. Uh, I'll tell you what Trump said about Anheuser-Busch. I'll tell you about this breaking news about what AstraZeneca said about COVID, what big pharma said about that. And then the other question is, if the crisis with immigration is so bad right now, with illegal immigration, and the mayor is unpopular, is it because of racism, the mayor of New York City? Because that's the race card he's throwing out there. And John Fetterperson's body double, going after pro-Palestinian protesters. That's right. John Fetterperson's body double, who has taken over the role of John Fetterman, going after pro-Palestinian protesters. So a lot on tap for you on the show today. Don't go away. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced.
1: Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game.
0: You have 47 new voicemails.
2: Is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois.
1: The Zioli Show, on your schedule. From Talk Radio 1210 WPHT, in the free Odyssey app.
0: I think we have definitive proof now that Taylor Swift was not a CIA psyop. I will explain. It doesn't mean it's good for Taylor Swift. It just means that I have <laughs> some information that came to light. Uh, They are trying again with the foreign aid bill as we speak right now. They are pushing through Plan B, Plan B, which is just a straight on foreign aid package to primarily Ukraine, but the other countries. That is what's happening as we speak right now in the United States Senate. You notice how they didn't abandon the foreign aid stuff and turn around and say, well, then let's get let's let's roll up our sleeves and get really in on the border. You notice how they didn't do that? Instead, they just dropped the border completely, and now they're working on a foreign aid package. It tells you everything you need to know about these people. It tells you everything you need to know about these people, truly. The bill dies, and instead of turning around and saying, all right, you know what? Clearly, we got to deal with the situation at the southern border. It's a crisis. We got to figure out where we went wrong with this thing. Let's tweak it, make it better. Nope, it's gone. It's abandoned. Foreign aid stuff that moves forward tells you everything you need to know about the uniparty in Washington, does it not? Everything. So now they're rushing, rushing to get money to Ukraine. <laughs> and uh, they are planning a, a test vote on Ukraine and Israeli aid. And that's how they'll package it together. And the reason why they'll do that is they'll put it in a package so that people that are against Ukraine funding will be able to justify it by saying they had a vote to support funding for Israel. The people that are consistent about not voting for foreign aid, the Tom Masseys of the world, the Rand Pauls of the world, well, they're going to say no anyway, as they should, by the way, as they should. But when you think about the Republicans who voted for this border bill, think about the Republicans who voted for it, and how they are the classic, old-school, reasonable Republicans, are they not? Susan Collins of Maine, Murkowski, Mitt Romney, Langford, until they weren't. I mean, Romney was the guy who put, I think it was the dog on his car and drove cross country when he ran for president. He was a terrible racist. He was a mean, evil guy. When Susan Collins voted for Brett Kavanaugh and actually spoke on his behalf, she was a mean, horrible, horrible person— they only need you until they don't. But the the rule of thumb should be you can't please these people. So don't try. Don't try to please these people. Don't try to do anything that's going to ever make them like you because they don't like you. And when they don't need you anymore, they discard you. This is something that Nikki Haley's learning the hard way. She's so unpopular among Republican voters that she lost to none of the above. None of the above beat Nikki Haley. And that Cornacki clip is everything about how deeply unpopular she is. So in other words, let's play this hypothetical scenario out. The, uh, the Unity party says, all right, we got to keep you in the Republican establishment, which apparently Ronald McDaniel is leaving as chair of the Republican National Committee. My money is on Vivek Ramaswamy to take over. And the reason why I'm thinking that is because Vivek has, uh, he's got a, a long list of contacts he can call because the job really is about raising money, first and foremost. I think Vivek's got a lot of people he can tap to raise money. He's good on the social media stuff, so he can get the RNC out of the dark ages and get them engaged with the Utes on social media. And he's he's an outspoken fighter, so he's not going to play the typical game that an RNC chair does, which is to try to be all mealy mouth and weaselly, and he's just going to be blunt and tell it like it is. So my money's on him for RNC chair. I think that's who they'll end up going with. The problem, though, is that you have some people on the Republican National Committee who ultimately have to approve the, the party chair, who are stalwart anti-Trumpers. One of them's right here in New Jersey. A guy by the name of Bill Palatucci, who was cheering on the fact that Trump had a massive legal setback recently. So guys like him are part of the problem. He's a Chris Christie buddy. And he'll do whatever he has to do to stop whoever Trump wants to be RNC chair. I think, though, cooler heads will prevail, and there's not, he's not the majority and they'll understand that Trump's going to be the de facto, he's, he already is really the de facto nominee. So it should be his pick anyway. And I can see Trump certainly thinking a lot of good things about Vivek Ramaswamy. And, and some people have suggested Scott Presser. And, and listen, Scott Presser is great. It's no disrespect to Scott. It's just the Rolodex. You got you to gotta be able to raise the, the, the money. That's, that's the primary, primary job number one. But hey, you never know. Who knows? Who knows who it could be? But Nikki Haley's unpopularity, though, it's so bad. That she lost to none of these candidates. There's a movie with uh, Richard Pryor called Brewster's Millions. Where he gets all this money and he has to give it away. And in the movie, he literally runs for office. He runs for mayor of New York. And he he does a whole campaign on none of the above. And he, Because he has to find a way to spend all the money. He has to find a way to spend all the money so he can get the bigger inheritance. And he he goes out there and he literally launches a campaign for none of the above. We have the audio Brewster's Millions. If you don't remember that movie, Richard Pryor, Pryor, I love Richard Pryor. I'm a huge fan. Honestly, truly, one of the absolute greats, a genius. There's very few comedians who are up to his level. I think Dave Chappelle is up there. I think that he's, but Chris, I mean, Chris Rock's, like, he's up there in that kind of that realm too, a little bit. But in terms of being just so fearless for his time. Pryor influenced a lot of people. I mean, he influenced Eddie Murphy. He influenced George Carlin. He influenced a lot of people. He was a bold, fearless comedian at a time. he also lit himself on fire, obviously, doing uh, eight balls. But, I mean, he had a lot of problems. He had a lot of issues. Richard Pryor had a very, very um, a tough life. But as a comedian, he was hysterical. And he made a lot of good movies. And he was, uh, him and Gene Wilder actually teamed up for a couple movies, too. They, there was one they shot in New Jersey, too, all the way up north at the old Playboy Club in Vernon, New Jersey, up in um, northwest New Jersey. Him and Gene Wilder. I forget, the name, I, I forget the name of that movie, but he did a couple with Wilder. Anyway, this is uh, from Brewster's Millions, and it was the inspiration for Nikki Haley getting trounced in Nevada. Take a listen. Mr. Brewster, Brewster, could
2: you please give us your reasons for your sudden and unexpected candidacy? I figure voting for Salvino or Heller is just as silly as them running for office, which is just as silly as me running for office. <laughs> the only thing not silly is the power of the people's vote. And I think the people should use it to vote for... Not of the above. The above. that you actually don't want anyone to vote for you? What I'm saying is I think only an idiot would vote for me.
0: You, Mr. Brewster, have you taken positions on any of the issues facing the city? Uh, sanitation, union corruption, urban renewal. Let's get to the bottom line, right? I'm here to buy
1: your vote. with only 10 days, Mr. Brewster, with only 10 days left before the election, how do you expect to find that kind of support for that position?
0: I don't expect to get support. In fact, I'm asking
2: people not to send money into my candidacy. I think the people should keep their
1: money.
0: Uh, very funny movie. Very, very funny movie. 855 uh, 839 if you want to weigh in today or on Twitter at Rich Zioli. Tonight is our event with Terry Hayes. So I'll be getting out of here at 6 o'clock tonight. Opelka is going to do the last hour for me so I can get up to Main Point Books and Wayne. With traffic, it's going to be a hoot. But anyway, hopefully I'll see you there tonight with, for our event. And... Uh, Later in the show, we'll have Congressman JD Vance, JD Vance, Congressman Jeff Van Drew on the show. I meant to play the clip. I did play the clip of um, JD Vance, though. Right? I'm losing my mind. <laughs> yes, I we did. Just played that, we did yeah. play that. What was the one that I sent you? Oh, I sent you another clip. I sent you the, the COVID clip, but I sent you Andy Reid, Coach Andy, Andy Reid. Yes. All right. So when we come back, I think I finally have the answer that has been perplexing America and dividing conservatives: whether or not Taylor Swift is some. CIA psyop or not? I think I finally have the answer for you. But before I get to that, Cherry Hill Volvo on Route Seventy and Cherry Hill. Even if I am stuck in traffic tonight getting up to Main Main Point Books, at least I'll enjoy the ride because Vavos are beautiful cars, luxurious with all the latest tech. And there is a sensational sale happening at Cherry Hill Volvo this month. How about a beautiful S sixty courtesy VAVO for less than twenty nine thousand dollars? It's an incredible opportunity to experience luxury for less. These are courtesy S-60s with less than 5,000 miles on them. They are selling right now for less than $29,000. There are a limited number available, so don't wait on this one. You'll love the S-Class. They're made right at their plant in South Carolina, thousands of American jobs. And Cherry Hill Volvo is undergoing a massive renovation to their dealership in order to serve you even better. They are open, have ample inventory, and they are ready to meet you today. So now is the time to get the luxury vehicle. You deserve a Volvo from Cherry Hill Volvo. It's a great time to visit. Many incredible incentives available, like an S-Class. And a courtesy S-Class, they barely use these cars. They're for loaners and for valet service. If they need them, to, you know, pick, pick up a client or somebody. So they, they're low mileage, less than 5,000 miles. They're in pristine condition, and they can be yours for less than $29,000. And most importantly... Forget all the other Vavo dealers out there. We broadcast live from the Cherry Hill Vavo Studios because they stand with us. Judith and her entire team, they stand with us at Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. So please stand with them as well. Cherry Hill Vavo, where relationships matter. Thanks for listening to the Seoli Show podcast from Talk Radio 1210
1: WPHT and the Odyssey app.
0: You know, I'm assuming I still work here. You haven't gotten any memos from Greg about playing some generic live and local show or anything like that? I, I've not seen any emails. Damn it. I get so excited my badge didn't work today. So I was running late. I had, had this whole thing where I had somebody changing out a light, and I had to help them. I was running late, and then my badge didn't work downstairs. And then they let me up anyway, which is never a good sign because I, what if I was a disgruntled employee looking to shoot everybody, which is exactly, <laughs> obviously. So anyway, my badge didn't work, but I, I, I for a moment I was like, oh, maybe this is the day, you know, maybe this is the day, finally. But I, But you have not been instructed anything about. You know, play a generic live and local, or put Hannity back on, or get Opelka in here. Nothing. Well, Opelka is coming in later, but that's true. Uh, no, aside from that, I haven't
2: received any memos.
0: Because but you I, know the way it works in radio is if you're fired, they just act like you're dead, <laughs> literally, like you just died, and they no, not even that, like you never existed. Yeah, that's what happened.
2: They don't let you come back to say
0: goodbye or no. anything. Typically, right? No, there's no final show. There's no farewell show. Unless you're Angelo Cataldi, but otherwise you're 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 out. If they that's more if you retire, but if you if you f- get fired, it's literally they scrub any reference to you like you never existed. <laughs> hey, it's 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 like when the guys in Men in Black come over with those little things and sh- and then erase your memory. Was the only army and then what? What army? <laughs> rich huh? who yeah, Rich Who? And they try to do that this way if you go to a competitor. You, you won't bring the audience with you like they wouldn't come. You know what I mean?
2: <laughs> well, I hope you weren't fired because I gave you my swipe card, and I'm sure that's a breach of protocol.
0: Yeah, well, if I'm fired, you're probably fired. Bad news. Yeah, I assume uh, we're, all, we're all on the, the way out. And this mugshot of yours on this old Intercom badge, I don't even know why this still works. How come your Intercom works, my Odyssey badge does not? I, I, no one ever approached
2: me about getting a new badge.
0: I think I'm the only one
2: with an Enercom uh, uh, emblem on it still.
0: I, I got so excited thinking maybe today I was
2: fired. Well, I hate to break the news to you, but I, I think you're still employed.
0: Damn. Almost like you know it's coming, you just want to get it over with, kind of. <laughs> it's
1: like waking up before your alarm.
0: Yes, and th- waking up three minutes before your alarm, which is the worst feeling in the world. Mm-hmm. You're going. you're sitting there going, I fall back asleep? Is it worth it? And then by the time that happens, the alarm goes off. Anyway, no, I changed the, not a light bulb, Sid. It wasn't a light bulb, it was a light fixture. Yeah, anyway, the
1: way you were telling that story at the beginning, it sounded like you were setting up for a joke.
0: Oh, like how many Italians does it take to change a light bulb? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, we can make that up. It uh, takes four, three to uh, one guy to bribe the uh, town inspector, one guy to buy the Fugazi lights off the internet. And another guy to to, uh, to hire somebody's nephew to actually change the light bulb and then get 10% VIG back. <laughs> I think that's how that would work. So the question is, is Taylor Swift a PSYOP? The conservative movement has been divided over this issue lately with a number of conservative radio commentators and other people um, blasting conservatives for suggesting that Taylor Swift might be used as some sort of a... Uh, Psyop. Now, what I've said to you about Taylor Swift is that as a popular figure, there's no question the government's going to try to use her to advance its narrative. No question about it. Her and her buddy, her boyfriend, Travis. And she's also going to be used by the Biden campaign. I don't particularly think it's as influential as everybody thinks. I think, I think it, there's an old saying in politics, endorsements are worth one vote, the person doing the endorsement. So I'm not a huge believer that these endorsements matter all that much, but I get it. People get very nervous about these things. In fact, the, 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 the corporate media was writing all these articles about MAGA's latest conspiracy theory, that Taylor Swift. The Super Bowl will be rigged so Taylor Swift can win so that she can attract a new audience so then she can endorse Biden and bring all these football-loving people along for the ride to Biden. That's not going to happen. Taylor Swift is not going to sway anybody away from Trump over to Biden. I can tell you that. Is she going to influence young women on social media? Yeah. Are they going to vote? Probably not, to be honest with you. I don't think it's going to move the needle in that respect. But I get it. I, I do, and I think that... You'd be a fool not to see that coming. You'd be a fool not to prepare for the fact that you're going to have a very powerful, influential performance artist who's going to endorse Biden. No doubt about it. Maybe sing at the Democrat National Convention this summer. I wouldn't. Nothing, nothing would surprise me. But does that mean the Super Bowl's rigged? It doesn't have to be for Taylor Swift. She's incredibly popular. Coach Andy Reid, our guy. Our buddy. Yeah, she only got 35,000 people to register to vote on Instagram. That's it. And of those 35,000, how many of them actually voted? She has 300 million followers on Instagram. She only got 35,000 people to register to vote. I'm no math guy. But that's not good. That's not a good number. That's like less than 10%. So, and of those people that she got registered, how many of those people voted, Matt DeSantis?
2: I don't know, but I know it's not
0: 100%. Bingo. I would bet you of that 35,000, I'd say maybe I'll give it 25% actually cast the vote. It's
2: probably accurate.
0: Yeah. registering's easy. Anyone can do that. It's the voting that is the uh, hard part, although it's becoming increasingly easier. Anyway, coach Reed, our buddy was asked about this. Take a listen.
2: Coach right here. Yep. A gotcha. uh, question from Germany. Yes. Um, as you said before, um, times have changed a lot. Uh, the internet, mobile phones, um, what do you say about the conspiracies that uh, have popped up concerning Charles Kelsey and Taylor Swift, like some kind of Republican conspiracies that you guys made it into the Super Bowl to actually secretly re-elect or help re-elect President Biden?
1: Mm. <laughs> that's, that's way out of my league. Very similar to me speaking German. <laughs> I, but I, listen, we appreciate, uh, I appreciate the question. She's, she's been great. Um, and um, we had a nice visit with President Biden. That's about as far as I can go last year <laughs> yeah,
0: with that. So Andy Reid, smart enough to not, not, not want to talk politics, not get into it. Well, the truth of the matter is, without Toby Keith, there would be no, no Taylor Swift. Not the CIA, Toby Keith. So it turns out yesterday, John Rich of Big and Rich, one of my favorite groups, Their song, Never Mind Me, awesome. Anyway, John Rich, you know, he's a big outspoken conservative. He's buddies with Jimmy Fallon, as a matter of fact. And uh, he's a a big outspoken supporter of Trump. John Rich is a uh, a very outspoken guy on social media as well. So he retweeted something yesterday asking the question, will Taylor Swift acknowledge Toby Keith's passing? Because as of last night, when I checked, she had not. I don't know if she has yet. I don't follow Taylor Swift and I don't, I don't care if I upset the Swifties. I don't really care. But I will say it's very obvious that if she doesn't, that's quite rude. Because without Toby Keith, there would be no Taylor Swift. And we were all remembering Toby Keith yesterday. But obviously, Toby Keith is a little toxic now because Toby Keith is kind of MAGA. I don't really, I I mean, there's no question in my mind that Taylor Swift is trying to avoid this acknowledgement of who Toby Keith is. Even though without Toby Keith, there's no Taylor Swift. This is a news report from 2005. Take a listen. Thanks. I think it's too thin. I need more hair. Hair talk
1: at Hendersonville High is a serious subject for 15-year-old Taylor Swift, considering her hair and face are already in national magazine ads and coming soon to the cover of her first big record. Nashville last year writing her own songs singing them and hoping someone would like them Toby Keith did so much so that he just signed her to his new record label that makes them partners
0: you're in the room with him and you can feel it there's a power there and you're just like oh my god so I don't think I'll ever get to a point where I won't see him and be like oh my god that's Toby Keith yeah. but you were just a
1: We visited Taylor a year ago at Hendersonville High when we thought her talent was special. Anyway,
0: without Toby Keith, there's no Taylor Swift, bottom line. And I don't think she's acknowledged uh, Toby Keith, but we'll see. 855 on Twitter at Rich Zioli. Doesn't look like she's posted anything on social media about Toby Keith. Hmm. Wonder why that is. Wonder why. Shocking. All right, big four o'clock hour coming up. The Republicans' latest scam to make sure that they get our money sent across the border of Ukraine, because that's what this so-called border bill was always about—getting our money across the border into Ukraine. Don't go away.
1: Rich, the weekday afternoons, three to seven. Talk radio, twelve ten. WPHT, and on the free Odyssey app.